going on wolves it's lotus aloba here and i am bringing you another episode of matcha mornings with a creative mind and this is a safe space for practitioners healers guides however you identify to come and learn new tips and techniques that will allow you to better hold space for your communities at large as you know i'm lotus and i am a mystic practitioner i'm a guide some people call me a healer i don't know how i feel about that title yet but ultimately i know that my purpose is to hold space for black women to eradicate generational trauma and usher in a new legacy of limitless self-worth and self-love and i do that in so many different ways and one of my favorite ways to do it is via this podcast and for all my practitioners out there especially my black and brown bodies this is for you last episode we talked about why it is important to respect energy as an art form and why what we do as practitioners is art and then we also talked about like what it means to be a practitioner and how we help you get your things together so if you want to know more about what that looks like and what that feels like then I definitely suggest you listen to the other episodes because they're really good and they're visual so you'll get to see me yay I am very excited for this episode because this episode is slightly controversial but in the best way possible ultimately we are talking about like why some practitioners are mean and why you may be the problem because it's not always them sometimes it's you and sometimes it's okay <laughs> we gotta work through it so i'll talk about that today but before we get into it i want to show you what i'm sipping on it's like a little hybrid mix i'm currently at we work <laughs> they have like matcha tea bags which i don't always suggest because matcha is a powdered form and it really should be ceremonial grade but sometimes when you're on the go it's okay so i mix mine with english breakfast tea and a chai mix with some cinnamon and oat milk and it's really good very energizing cheers hope you have your morning drink and we can start off our episode right ready salud mm. yeah yeah you gotta make it do what it do I will definitely send that recipe. It's also using like the Numi blend. So if you haven't heard of Numi, I'll like link some stuff in the show notes. So make sure you check out the show notes. So I have some points to make, but before I get into that, I do want to talk about the fact that being a practitioner is a very interesting experience because you have all these skill sets and tools that you teach that you have hopefully if you're an ethical practitioner, have practiced on yourself in your own journey, and you've seen a lot of like progress, but then you still have a human experience where it's just kind of like, okay, like though I know these things to be true, I'm still struggling in this moment and is what it is, right? So it's so important for us to remember our humanity as practitioners because though we may be a little bit more tapped in and tuned in than our community or our audience, it doesn't mean that we are less human right if anything it just means that we are embracing humanity even more right because not only am i dealing with my own shit that i have to navigate through i'm also holding space for several other people whether it be one-on-one -on -one, whether it be um in a class setting or doing a live or like ultimately i'm not only holding space for myself anymore i'm holding space for others right even if you're talking about like ancestral connection like that's a lot to take on and still live a human experience so I want us to be more gentle with ourselves in that it's a two-way street because a lot of our clients just think that because we teach this on a daily basis that like nothing in our life is wrong and like shit is not going on and I feel like it's the direct opposite I think because we have such a high level of skill set and technique and resources that we are often given a bit more experience so that we can continue practicing and refining and getting better at it so we can then teach our communities in a more digestible and effective way when I think about what happens on my life like in a daily basis or like even we talk about the last month of what I just had to experience personally 
you would never know because of course you know my tools and my techniques have helped me navigate the experience but it doesn't mean that that shit wasn't annoying or frustrating or hard to manage ultimately of course my professionalism and my my skill set kicked in because I've been doing this for over 15 years but it does take time and we are human so I'm gonna go over some main points as to like why you might be the problem if you are the client get into it okay this is for my practitioners feel free to share this episode with your client base if you need to I think it's really helpful to have like a third party kind of come in and be like this is what it is and this is what it feels like for a practitioner and hopefully it will allow you to be better informed and just gentler with your practitioner because again like if we're able to help you navigate through your bullshit that means that we're also navigating through our bullshit and we do it at double time we should be given way more grace than we're given my first point is not respecting a practitioner's time or energy it's upsetting <laughs> when you book a one-on-one -on -one session or you're coming to a class or things like that it's very important to show up on time and if you're not able to make it on time, it's very important to effectively communicate that you're not going to make it on time. But practitioners are not these like hardcore people. Some, let me take that back. Most practitioners are not these hardcore people. Some of them are. And you know, you attract what it is that you need in your life. That's for you to figure out on your own time. We do want to feel respected. And if you are a no call, no show for a session, that's infuriating because it's also like, I could have been doing something else with my time. I could have a different client. I could have been studying. I could have been working through my own personal things. And I committed to showing up, to holding space for you because that's what you asked for, right? You asked for this session or you asked to be a part of this class and then you don't show up. It's really disrespectful. It's like a waste of my time and my energy. And as an energy practitioner, my time and my energy is precious. It is literally my livelihood so for it to not feel respected by my clients is very frustrating and i can say i've been very blessed i have incredible clientele and community i love 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 my wolves you all have been so kind-hearted and beautiful to me and i can maybe list on one hand times where i felt deeply disrespected or that i wasn't given the grace that I deserve as a human being. Like, it's never really happened to me. I've been very fortunate enough to just have a community that gets it, that understands that like, you know, if I'm not as active in the community or things like that, that I'm probably navigating something on my own. And to be quite honest, when you're, when you're in that type of alignment that I'm in with my community, quite often what I'm experiencing, my community then experiences. Almost like, as soon as I clear it up within me, my community is experiencing it and it allows me to be very effective and compassionate and guiding and navigating those that experience again for them and helping them to feel empowered and to move through it with more efficiency i really appreciate y'all for just just being just being the ones like i'd be hearing horror stories from my practitioner friends then and i'm like not my wolves my wolf loves and respects me right and so that's always good to know and to feel like you guys get me and you guys understand what it is that I'm also going through as a human being, right? So thank you guys for that. For those practitioners who are like, that's really cute, Lo, but I don't have that experience, it's really important to make sure you set some boundaries. Make sure that you have, if you have like a Calendly or whatever people can book you from, make sure that there's explicit detail as to like, look, you only have a five minute grace period. After five minutes, this is a non-refundable experience. Or really make sure your language is very, very clear so that when people are reading and booking with you, they understand that there are consequences to not showing up. There are consequences to not properly canceling. There's a time frame 
game to cancel. Maybe you have a 24-hour time frame or a 12-hour time frame, whatever it is. You want to be very, very clear on your boundaries and make sure that you express them to your community. And nine times out of ten, they'll follow it. And if they don't follow it, then don't work with that person. If they are not respecting your boundaries off the bat, that's going to be a very hard experience for you. Because if they're not respecting you and what you're bringing to the table, they're not going to respect whatever insights or techniques you give them to help them navigate their own lives. It's just a lot better if you bow out gracefully in the beginning and just be like, I'm just not the practitioner for you. And being okay with saying that, like, it's okay to know that you're not that person's practitioner. It's not going to affect your livelihood. It's not going to affect your clientele either. What it really does is make space for your divine clientele and community to find you. It's a lot harder to find you if you're over here entertaining people that you don't want to entertain. That's the first thing. Please make sure you show up on time. Stop playing games, okay? Second thing that is very frustrating for practitioners and can cause them to become callous and hard and jaded is asking for free sessions without asking for it. It's a very unique experience because most practitioners are very empathetic and compassionate beings. So when we hear that you're going through so much, it is instinctive for us to want to help you. But it also crosses a boundary professionally for us, right? So let's say you randomly resonate with something that I post on social media. So you send me this beautiful DM of just like how it resonates, but then you're also going into detail about like childhood trauma or a traumatic experience happened to you in your adulthood. Like there was no permission given for you to express that to me. And there are so many layers to that too, right? I love that you feel inspired to share your story, but it's always good to ask consent and permission, right? Because you don't know what it is your practitioner is experiencing in that moment. And the last thing that we wanna do is see this long letter or email or DM where you're expressing your heart's deepest desires or traumas. And like, we're not in the headspace or the energetic space to hold you. It is the most uncomfortable experience because it's like you're trying to will yourself into that experience to take care of your community. But it's also just kind of like, wow, you just kind of dumped this on me without any permission. You just assume because I'm a practitioner, I'm a practitioner 24-7. Like, I could be shopping for groceries when I get that DM, right? Or <laughs> I could be like, you know, going through my own grief. And now, and now the professionalism kicks in and I'm like not taking care of myself to make sure that you're okay because it seems like you're in a worse space and I have these techniques. I can always come back to myself, right? That's not okay. You don't want to put your practitioner through that type of experience because ultimately what ends up happening is that we become a bit resentful. We stop answering our DMs. We stop answering our emails as often because we don't know what we're gonna expect from our clientele and our community. And you don't want that because it closes off the channel of communication. It's a disservice to all of us then, right? Because then you aren't receiving what you need to receive and I'm not giving what I'm supposed to get, what I'm here to express. And that, that causes dysfunction, right? So we don't want that. Make sure that you are asking consent because you might need to pay for that session. Right? You might tell me something and I might be like, wow, that's something that you probably need to work one-on-one -on -one with me for or join a community to get added support. I'm not going to be able to give you all of this inside information in this DM or, or email. So it's very important to be very clear. Something that I really enjoy that my close girlfriends do because, again, being a wellness practitioner, energy practitioner is a very gray area because I'm always talking about it all the time. So. If you're a close friend of mine, you're kind of always getting a free session. So I'm always just trying to figure out how to balance that. Ultimately, when a close girlfriend of mine will come to me and just be like, hey, you know, I don't know if this is, requires a consultation or not, but um, when you have the chance, the capacity, I want to run something by you. 
that is such a beautiful thing to do and to experience because it lets me know that you understand my value first and foremost as a practitioner and it also lets me know that you are willing to have a healthy exchange with me and you do not take advantage of our relationship and that's very important whether you be a close friend of a practitioner or a client or a part of their community just asking that consent can go a long way and it also just feels so validating for the practitioner like Yes, I've set healthy boundaries and my community and my clientele and my family and friends, they respect that boundary. It just lights up your heart in a way where you just want to continue to give more and more. So that's something that I want us to keep in mind as we're moving forward. Make sure you ask consent and make sure that you are not asking for a free session. You can't pick a practitioner's brain. The same you can't do for somebody who does social media marketing, right? Or, or life coaching and things like that. You need to ask consent and permission and I would also make sure to check out their services before even reaching out to them via DM because you probably can read through their services and see that there is something there for you to engage in right and then if you find that there's nothing there then head over to DM like hey I checked out your services but the thing that I'm wanting to have an experience with you about is not really clearly depicted in your services so is it something that I could do customizable or whatever the case is and then take it from there but ultimately communication is key and making sure that you are communicating with consent and not just dropping traumas on another human being just because I'm a practitioner does not mean that I'm not human okay I still want you to feel invited to talk to me about intimate things but there's a container that's set when I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one session I have set a container so that way when that session is over, I'm not carrying your grief and your trauma with me. I'm able to place it where it is in that container, do what needs to be done in that container, and then leave that container alone when our session is done. Do not rob yourself or me of that experience because you just feel like it's on your heart to express it now to your practitioner. Next point, not doing the work. When we, as practitioners, goodness gracious, like I, I just feel so like, ooh, I get asked the same questions all the time. Um, I think my community has gotten a lot better at it too. And I will definitely give flowers to them for that because you guys, you guys do the work. Again, this is experiences that I've heard other practitioners go through. I've been very lucky with my community. My community just really gets me. <laughs> not doing the work means not researching. Let's say, for instance, you are a crystal healer, right? I know a lot of crystal healers. They give recommendations all the time all the time on love stones on money and abundance crystals on feeling safe and protection like go through their social media check out their website like my girlfriend sky Brittany of daily hippie she has a whole directory of crystals on her website do you know how many times she gets asked like well what crystal should i use to find my divine love it's like girl check out her instagram or check out her directory because here's the thing if you don't want to do that research if you don't want to go through our posts and go through our website that's what the services are for then you need to book a consultation because the consultation is literally you getting that answer that you want directly from the practitioner. That is what you're paying for. If you don't want to pay for that, either way you're paying for knowledge, right? Whether it's through your time and energy and researching or through paying monetary pricing to have that access to that practitioner to get your question directly asked. Either way, you're going to have to pay. So do whatever one is best for you. If you feel like I don't have the money to do this one-on-one -on -one with you, understood. Then go and do the work and check out the resources that are available. I have tons of guides on Instagram. Almost all of my posts are educational on Instagram alone. I have over a thousand posts there. I have over a hundred episodes on this podcast alone. And then you have my website, my free eBooks. You have my community space where I continuously give free information. 
nine times out of ten if i'm actively talking about it be it eft my cpr method beauty magic self-love being self first in mindset energy work chakra healing neuro-linguistics programming like i'm talking about these things all the time i've made free resources for you to indulge in go and make sure that you are participating and you're doing the research and then if you've done that and you come to me and you're just like hey girl i saw this and it was really intriguing and I, I read even more on like your blog post and that was really really cool but I want to know more about it it's such a, a more engaging and exciting conversation when I know someone has done their research and they're just not asking me a very random question and a very random question could be like oh like what's your favorite matcha like I have episodes dedicated to my favorite matchas I say it in almost every single podcast episode what matcha it is that I use it almost comes off as disrespectful because of how often I share information like that and then someone asking me that question and usually it means that they just found me and they just found that I'm into matcha and they want to know off the bat and I often now have links where I'm just like you should check out this matcha episode this podcast episode about matcha because I explain everything there as a practitioner it is really good to have your links together I have a whole like fact sheet with links and things like that of the things that I talk about the most or that are very prevalent in my practice currently so I can send it to them so maybe someone found me for EFT I have a link that I can send to them that takes them to like my EFT membership or takes them to like my reel for daily EFT tapping something that'll just allow them to get a little bit more and then they can build on that you also as a practitioner want to have that set up and ready to go to because as you begin to show up and express yourself more and your community begins to relate to you you're going to want to be prepared to receive them the worst thing is getting overwhelmed because people are so interested in what you are sharing and you're not prepared to share more so again two-way street so you make sure you're prepared by having your links and your fact sheet together so when people ask you kind of common questions you can be like here's a link of a lot of questions that I receive there's an answer for what you're asking for on this in this link so go ahead and check it out and then of course if you need any more insights you can feel free to book a consultation with me or just check out whatever it is that I'm posting on social you know and then as a client it's very important for you to take heed of that don't think just because you're asking a question that it deserves to be answered in that moment that's so reckless, you know? It's just like you have no idea what your practitioner is doing. They could be in the middle of creating curriculum for their class, for their students who are paying to have access to them. And now they feel jolted out of that experience to try to answer a question for you that they've answered a thousand times that you could probably have found if you scrolled a little bit, right? So make sure you're doing your work too. My last point, negotiating prices will upset a practitioner for so many reasons and I'm going to speak from the unique experience of being a black practitioner a black woman a black femme a black queer practitioner okay it is very frustrating in general to, to do pricing it took a long time for me to get to the pricing that I'm at and I still know that I'm underpricing myself so I'm consistently working on that there's so many levels to it right you're realizing your community may not have the financial stability to get these things but you want to give it to them but you also realize this is my livelihood so I can't charge a dollar for something that's worth like a thousand dollars because then I'm underrating myself and also too you're devaluing the entire experience because if it's worth a thousand dollars and you're only charging a dollar for it what are you teaching your community how are you teaching them to value what it is that you're teaching as well right money is an exchange it is an energy exchange it's important for them to realize that yes this information that you receive from me is valuable and there is a price tag that comes along with it and to be quite honest like you're probably getting so much more than what you'll ever pay for so even if I have a course that's like two thousand dollars 
off the bat, you're like, whoa, $2,000, that's crazy, right? But when you really think about the fact that you are sitting with someone who has spent 15 years figuring out how to make this these esoteric experiences digestible so that you can comprehend them in that moment and to begin feeling instant gratification in that moment. By the time you're done with a session with me, right? And let's remove ourselves from courses and go just to like one-on-one -on -one sessions because that'll be a little bit easier to explain. You do a one-on-one -on -one session for, with me for about 45 minutes. Currently, my rate is $300. It'll most likely shift by the end of the year, right? Because again, you're getting 15 years of experience of someone digesting, practicing, embodying this work, and then making it customizable for you and your own unique experience so that you can continue to grow from that knowledge for the rest of your life. And I've said this plenty of times, we're having this moment together right now, but whatever information is resonating with you right now in this moment with me, it doesn't matter if you listen to this a year later, two to three years later, it's still an energy exchange. You're still going to benefit from our experience and our dynamic together. So when you start to really understand the type of energy that you're receiving from your practitioner, you realize that a $2,000 price point is nothing compared to the fact that you're going to be getting life skills and shifting your perspective and the paradigms in your life. These things that have structured chaos and pain in your life, you're learning how to dissolve them and transform them into something that is going to allow you to fully express yourself. There really is no price point for that. So whatever your practitioner is, is pricing themselves as, if you relate to them and their knowledge and their information, and you really feel like you are the person that's going to help me get to the next level in my life, there should not be an issue about pricing. There should not be a conversation about it. The price is what the price is, and you have plenty of other options. You don't have to work with that practitioner, right? Let's say you really, really love me. You're like, I can't do that session at that price point. Understandable. I have memberships. I think my memberships start at $13 a month. Join a membership. You may not have one-on-one -on -one access to me, but you'll be in a more concentrated group. You'll have a bit of a mastermind there with you to help support you throughout that experience. Or if you feel like that's not a price point for you, then you can go to tons of my free content, hundreds of hours of content that is for you to consume. It may require you to do a little bit more of the heavy lifting and sorting out and seeing what you need to focus on, but that's the price that you're willing to pay. That goes for any practitioner. And it's so important that we honor the price points, especially for black them black queer practitioners because we've done so much work to be able to charge what we're charging we don't need someone saying that oh that sounds very pricey i can't do that like do you understand the amount of time the amount of conversations the amount of confidence building and confidence coaching we've had to experience just to be able to price what we're pricing and then to go into spaces with other practitioners who are not black who may be white right and they're just kind of like you're only charging that like i would have charged three thousand dollars for that and your mind being blown but you're also realizing like okay but your clientele is not my clientele there's so much that's happening in a practitioner's mind when we're pricing it's so important that you sit there just have gratitude for like okay if that's the price point i either can work my way up to that or i can look at some of their more affordable things there's always affordable things i have tiers i have my free shit i have my moderately priced things right and then i have my premium top tier where you're working one-on-one -on -one with me because not only is what i'm teaching you valuable right when we're having a one-on-one -on -one session i'm also teaching you how to manage and understand your own energy how to rewire your brain so it can support you in your day-to-day -day living how to build up confidence and activate your chakra system so you can better navigate the world that you live in like when you're working with me one-on-one -on -one, you're usually coming to me because you're in a transformational space 
be it you're getting divorced or you're leaving a job or you know maybe you're going into parenthood or whatever the case is or maybe you're deciding that you just need to completely switch it up like you're in a transformational space you're going to need someone who can hold space for you who can help you to feel not alone anymore who can help you to feel empowered again so you can show up confidently in your life moving forward you're receiving all of that from me the time limit is irrelevant because you'll always have that connection to me you'll always have that connection to my own energy that's why i work so diligently on cultivating my energy right i'm an ethical practitioner so like i don't drink right that doesn't mean that a practitioner that does drink is not ethical i'm just saying for me i do energy work consistently on a daily basis with my clientele and my community alcohol lowers energy it just does it is what it is it's a depressant it does not help me to be more effective and, and efficient for my community so i literally live a lifestyle where i am very much focused on being my absolute best being in the best alignment that i can be in in that moment to support my community all of those things are happening prior to our session, prior to you having a one-on-one -on -one with me. If I'm doing an ancestral reading, I'm literally channeling your ancestral lineage through my body. It is not an easy thing to do. It takes so much discipline and experience and, and, and skill set to then relay a message from the spirit realm and to not think that I'm crazy. There's so many things happening for a practitioner. So whatever the price point is, respect the price point, honor the price point, allow it to be what it is. And if you're able to afford it, afford it. If you have to save up for it, save up for it. Because working with a practitioner will change your life. It will. All of my clients can attest to it. Their lives have shifted drastically and working with me for a few months. I think the longest that someone has worked with me is maybe a year and it's usually six months straight and then it's every other month leading up to that year and then we just do check-ins because you shouldn't need to be with a practitioner for that long anyway. If you're a practitioner with a practitioner for like three or four years, I'd really consider maybe shifting to a different practitioner or seeing if your needs are actually being met because they may not be. My track record is by six months, they're good to go. My goal is not to keep you forever. My goal is to make sure that you can manage your own energy on your own and then you still know that you have me in like your back pocket if you need it, right? A lot of times with my clientele, they go from not reaching out to me at all because I'm like, reach out to me at any time. They're like, girl, I don't want to interrupt your life. And I'm like, this is what I'm here for. I'm, I'm giving you the invitation. So use the invitation, right? Because that's also very annoying. That's a bonus tip. If a practitioner says reach out to them when you need help, do it. It is very irritating to then hear in a session like, I was having a breakdown. I'm like, girl, what? why did you not contact me? And then it's like, oh, I didn't want to bother you. It's like, I invited you to contact me so you don't have to have those experiences by yourself right now so you can feel supported, so you can learn how to navigate them. So when they come up later, you aren't feeling like you're in shambles. So there's that. That's a bonus point. Moving forward, my clients go from that to reaching out to me often being like, what do you think this means? Or this kind of came up and I'm feeling this thing. And we work through it together. Usually they have access to me via voice notes and that you're still getting all of that access to me even outside of our one-on-one -on -one session because again, I really care for my clientele. If I'm working with you one-on-one, -on -one, it's because you're soul family and I want to make sure that you are as nourished as you possibly can be. That's me as a practitioner. That's not everybody, all right? But that's just me. And then we go from them reaching out all the time to them being like, you know, I had this experience and I knew it meant this to me. And I'm like, okay, yes, interpretation. Yes, you understanding your energy. And then we get to the point where they're able to tell me in the session what they've been experiencing and how their energy is resonating with them. And that's when I know like, okay, we can stretch out our session now. You're taking ownership and authority over your life now. 
the messages, the insights, they have resonated, you're embodied now. And that's such an amazing experience to have. And again, because energy work is so subtle, sometimes it's very frustrating as a practitioner to work with someone and then later on they're like, I just had this amazing epiphany. And you're just kind of like, did you? Or like, was that like the several sessions that we did together like five or six years ago where you set the intention and then you learned how to like plant water and build and, and watch that intention grow? So that's always very funny. But if you want to hear more about my insights on that, check out the previous episodes on my intake on that because that's a very frustrating experience. But ultimately, you want to make sure that you are doing these things so that your practitioner is not mean. So your practitioner is not feeling jaded or feeling like they need to close themselves off. And as a practitioner, you need to make sure that your community and your clientele is respecting these things. And if they're not doing these things, you don't need to be working with them. You have to kind of get out of that scarcity mindset of like, well, I don't want to lose any more clientele or community because that's how I make my livelihood, right? That's how I feed and house myself, right? I completely understand that. This is what I do to pay my rent, to pay for food, to dress myself, to pay for my office space like yes I understand the severity of having clients and making sure that you can like live your life but I also have witnessed that when my clients are aligned with me it is such an easier process when they're respecting these boundaries it is such a easier process for both of us and they get so much more out of it too and so do I and that's ultimately what I want for everyone to experience I really hope that this episode allowed you to have a different mindset when communicating with your practitioners and remembering that they're human. And that's also the purpose of the Lobo Land Podcast. This is a space for practitioners to, to have permission to practice being human again because we are always seen as these ethereal fairy beings. And though that is very true, we are also still having a human experience alongside with y'all. And nine times out of ten, we just got out of the shit that you're going through. So grace is needed. Mindfulness is needed. Thoughtfulness is needed compassion is needed in our experience so that you can get what you need and that I can express what I'm here to express. Let me know below how this felt for you. Let me know what came up. Let me know if you're a difficult client. Let me know if you're a practitioner that's like, you know what, I had to kind of set some hard boundaries and I had to be a little mean and it kind of made me feel uncomfortable. I want to know. I want to hold space for you. So go ahead and answer those questions that are attached to this. And I hope you're watching the podcast because we're on Spotify. It's a visual podcast, baby. And I would love to share and kiki with you. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Lobo Land Podcast on Spotify so you can catch the visuals because I give, I give the looks, I give the vibes, baby. And if you're not, join. I don't understand. Go, Spotify is it. That's what, that's what we need to do. Number one platform for podcasts. Get into it. And of course, make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. We want to make it a five-star podcast on Spotify, just like we did on Apple. And I love you so much, and I can't wait for the next episode and for you to tune in. See you. Bye.